T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Talking a little bit of Deshaun Watson last half hour. We're going to switch gears here and talk a little bit of hockey with our good pal and friend of the program joining us now on the Western Hotline, Chad Didaminisis. He's the founder of Expected Buffalo and the co-host on the Expected Buffalo podcast. Uh, Chad, I almost called you Anthony because I was thinking of Anthony <laughs> in this instance. Um, I wanted to go with the more successful and handsome version of the two of you, and I went with you. Oh, man, I don't know about that. I, I think Anthony is definitely the more handsome one. I like that you didn't say more successful, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on different points of the career, you know. I, I think in real-world big-boy job, Anthony got me there. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to not give him as much credit uh, publicly as I do in private. So I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm doing the thing where I'm just you know burying him in public, like I did when uh, when that picture was taken of him and I posted it on on the internet. But uh, Chad, I I wanted to bring you on because yesterday, um, obviously, the Sabers announced a a move to acquire a seventh round pick and Ben Bishop from the Dallas Stars for future considerations, basically meaning nothing. Um, and they they get to take a five million dollar cap hit, but they're only giving. Ben Bishop, $700,000 this year in terms of salary, money going out the door. Um, there's a lot of people that are like weirdly angry about the move, um, curious about why the move was made. Lay it out in the layman of laymanist terms here, why this move makes sense for the Sabres right now. And for folks that may be thinking, oh, Ben Bishop, I remember him. Is he the guy that's going to come in here and potentially you know, play 30 games and be the guy with Ukapekalukanen? Explain what this move was made for um, and kind of what you're expecting to see here in the next coming uh, months and, and going into the season at the goaltending position because this is not a move to fix the issues that they currently have. No, I mean, definitely not. I think it's um, it's definitely a situation where it's nothing more than a, a cat move here. Um, you know, I, I don't really understand why there's aggravation about it, to be honest. Um, it, it's, it's really simple. They're, you know, 30-something million dollars underneath the cap, and, you know, this is $4.9 million of cap space. They only, with insurance, are paying, I think, less than a million dollars. Lance Lysowski tweeted out today. So it's it's just simply all this does is it gives them it gives them flexibility in the sense they don't have to really worry about it. Um, you know, they don't have to, I, I don't know, I guess you could say pay a player, um, you know, more money than they really deserve. Uh, you know, they, they just have this cap space, this player now they'll take. And you know, the return that people are upset about is, I get a seventh-round pick, but, you know, Dallas could have just easily put him on LTIR. Right. But really, like, you know, this type of – I think people look at, like, Andrew Ladd last year. 
and Shane Gass despair. Anytime Strom and it's all the returns the Coyotes got, and we're like, how did the Sabres get a seventh-round pick? Well, the difference is those guys had to play for Arizona. Those guys had to actually eat cap space and, and had multiple years on the contract. So you know, that's the difference between the two here. It's, it's not like them cheaping out. It's, you know, it's just, I, I think, a move. It's your boy Chuck 2.0, if you will, and it gives mm-hmm. them – more space here yeah and like one of the things i saw people talking about is like well why not wait to make this move until you see what kind of interest players have in coming to buffalo and free agency and i just don't think those are two mutually exclusive thoughts i this is not a move that's going to prohibit them from any move that they want to make in this upcoming free agent cycle but i think i also want to caution people chad and and i know you've said this i don't know anthony has said this i know lance has said this which is don't really expect this team to be a huge player in free agency anyways. This is not a team that's going out and likely going to be in the Evgeny Malkin sweepstakes. They're not going to be out there and looking to trade for Jonathan Gibson. Like, these are not things that are going to be happening. Like, so I think, I think for me anyways, this is almost a nothing burger move. This is a move to help them get closer to the salary cap floor but they're still going to be able to make all the moves that they want to make if they're there to make. I guess the question becomes, Chad, are they there to make? Is this a team that is going to be looking to add veteran contracts to this roster right now, considering there's not a lot of room at the forward group? You can certainly make a make a case for some kind of right-hand shot defenseman if you want to go get a Klingberg, if you want to go get a Latang. I could be to- I could be sold on something like that. But at the end of the day, Chad, this is not a team that's going out and getting five marquee players at eight-plus million dollars a year. That's just not the position this team is in, and they've never really claimed to be in that position. No, I mean, this is, you look at it, there's really, I mean, you like, how does a team, you know, you could say finish where they finish when they finish strong, but in the bottom of the standing still, how do they not have any roster spots available? But they really don't. They maybe have one at forward, I guess you could say one or two at goaltender, and maybe one at defense. That's it. The rest of their guys are not guys they don't want here, but they're all guys on entry-level contracts. Oh, and by the way, your top line center, maybe your top line center makes seven, eight million dollars. He makes one point four million dollars because he has one year left. It's just the way that their team is built and their structure. They have a lot of low value contracts. I guess low term, low money, you could say. So it's like I, I don't think they're cheaping. They're not going to cheap out here, I, but they're not also going to be a team that is going to spend to the cap ceiling because it's just not going to happen they're not going to sign like you said they're not going to sign Malkin for 12 million dollars or they're not going to go crazy but I think they're going to look for guys in free agency like P.K. Subban I think is a real possibility from what I've been told from talking to people I think there's some real interest and some real interest back the other way too so that's maybe a defense and that's going to cost three to four million dollars right right and then your next key is getting a goaltender and they have all the room they want to spend on a goaltender there's not a 10 million dollar goaltender out there Maybe it's going to cost you five or six for Jack Campbell, let's say. That's okay for two to three years because you have cap space. And you have, you know, these guys on ELCs and their second contracts are not really going to cost you. Your next big contract, realistically, is Thompson, and that's going to be next offseason. So, you know, I think from a failure cap perspective, they're not restricted from doing anything. But it's just the way they're structured that they're not going to be, you know, a cap team or even that far over the floor. 
And that's the thing. And I, and I think this contract ensures that if they strike out with a P.K. Subban, if they strike out finding that goaltender, and listen, this is a worst-case scenario. I recognize that. But let's say they strike out a goaltender, Chad, and they are forced to go back with the Craig Anderson route, and he's you know willing to play, and the, they two mutually agree on a one-year deal. That means they're going to have to try to find something else to push them to that floor. And I think that's why this yeah. move right now makes so much sense. This is a move before the other moves to ensure that if you do strike out at goaltender, if you do strike out at the def- uh, on the blue line in free agency, that you have done enough prior to that to not be in a panic, to not have to make a move where you're grossly overpaying a player that's not really going to have a meaningful impact on your team. So I think this is just a good foundational baseline move to make sure that if everything goes worst-case scenario, does not go to plan, that they're still in a position to be at the floor. The other thing quickly to say, too, is, you know, like you mentioned, I didn't really mention it, when you said, like, you know, why don't they just wait? Well, free agency is about a month away. Teams don't know how much cash space they have now. There is no wait. If you wait, somebody else comes and makes that move. So like, there really isn't a time to wait. It's just you take them, the guy's never going to play a game. You pay less than a million dollars, and everybody goes about their business. You know, so that's, you know, the way this is. And, yeah, like I said, it's, it's the opposite. You know, we talk about, you know, finding cap space when you're at the cap. And this is kind of, I guess, a move on the other side of it mm-hmm. where you're, you're getting cap flexibility but kind of at the bottom to help you boost yourself up if needed. Chad Dinaminis is here, the founder of Expected Buffalo and the co-host on the Expected Buffalo podcast here on the Wester Hotline. We're talking some Sabres. And I want to talk to you about maybe identifying, has there been a team and a particular contract that you and Anthony have been looking at in terms of guys that you believe in teams and organizations that are in such a tight, tight spot? You talked about sort of what the opposite here is, teams trying to find that cap space the closer and closer to free agency. Like I, Vegas is a team um, that I'm thinking of in this instance. But there are others out there. Florida is going to have some issues um, as they get closer to free agency. Are they going to be able? Are they going to have to make a move to free up cap space? And if and I want to get to Chicago, but let's get to the the teams that are maybe most vulnerable from a competitive standpoint that are going to need to shave cap. Who? What are some teams and a couple of players you might be looking at for the Sabers to approach and go after, knowing the team that has them is not in a position of leverage where maybe you can get a good deal on a player back. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is a good team you mentioned, but my personal, I mean, I don't know what their philosophy is, but my personal philosophy is you help Vegas under no circumstance. You kind of let that ship burn and, you know, they, they figure it out from their own. You made a trade with them, and I get you have the first round pick, but um, yeah, I, I just leave Vegas be and have somebody else, you know, help them if necessary. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Toronto has some things, one of their defensemen, some things he talked about. I even wrote an article about it. Um, if you want to get, into the offer sheet game, you can offer sheet one of those defensemen, um, you know, actually Sandine or, you know, Lilligren. Uh, you know, you can go that route as a team that's up against the cap. Uh, I don't even mention Chicago. I mean, they're not really up against the cap. I guess you could say they're more of a team kind of rebuilding. Um, you know, beyond that, I mean, Vancouver kind of wants to make some moves to get some space. Dallas was a team, but this Gibson thing kind of helps them. I'm sorry, not Gibson, Bishop. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not that many that are in a terrible, terrible spot where they have to move somebody. Uh, it's just and plus the way the NHL works, you know, teams always somehow figure it out. I mean, Vegas is a perfect example of that. They'll put 14 guys on LTIR and keep other players and somehow make it work, and that's the way it is, you know. In, in pro sports, these salary caps always being manipulated, and you find a way. So there's a couple teams: Toronto, Vancouver, 
Vegas, I guess, if you really want to. Um, yeah, there's really no team, I think, that it's in like a dire situation right now. Chad, I find myself, and I find the Sabres, and I, I keep sort of thinking about this point was in the you know, GMTM, the Tim Murray era, this was sort of the point where in the rebuild that he decided like, hey, we're going to go out and trade for Ryan O'Reilly. We're going to go out and trade for Evander Kane. And I'm I'm not very convinced that Kevin Adams is at all in the appetite or at all in the camp of, you know, this is the time to go get that player, to go get, uh, you know, you name the guy. But I, I'm, I'm thinking about Chicago in this because it appears it's open season in Chicago. Frankly, it should have been open season last year. It's a I mean, the team is just in a terrible state right now. They go out yeah. and they they get Mark Andre Fleury that did not make a whole lot of sense. Um, then they trade him midseason. But Chad, where are you with Chicago on what they're going to do with their core group of players? Because it seems like everybody and anybody in that roster is is kind of open game on the trade market right now. Yeah, I mean, the biggest guy obviously is the Brinkett, right? And that's what yeah. everybody talks about asking about. Um, you know, Chicago doesn't have a first-round pick this year. It, it's it's in Columbus, actually, from the Seth Jones trade. Uh, so, you know, I, I've always, you know, people have said, I don't know if they'll trade to Brinkett. I always felt like he would be trading because they need a first-round pick, and he's the guy that is most likely to get them that or even multiple first-round picks. So it's not surprising that his name is out there, and I think he eventually will get moved, kind of like Brandon Hagel's name was out there, and he eventually got moved. So um, the Brinkett, me, I don't know if that's the move that makes sense for the Sabres. I don't know if you want to give up multiple assets. I understand he's a great winger that scores a lot of goals, but they're kind of heavy at wing. Um, You know, he only has one more year on his deal. And then he's one of those players that have kind of that bomb in their contract, if you will, where his salary is $9 million next season, which would mean his minimum qualifying offer if he's an RFA is $9 million. So you're negotiating starts at $9 million plus. So, you know, that, I don't know if that's a situation you want to put yourself in for a winger. Um, if I'm going after a forward, my thought is going to be a center. Um, you know, the, I, I, wrote, I wrote an article about it, but Pierre-Luc Dubois he, in Winnipeg, there's a lot of uncertainty what Winnipeg is even going to do, uh, what coach they're going to get, and, and Dubois is part of that if he's going to sign a long-term contract or not. So maybe if he's out there, he's a guy you can look into. A similar situation, he's an RFA, uh, so you're going to have to pay him. But, again, he's a center where I think that kind of – can solidify your center core, maybe even push one of your guys, you know, cousins or Krebs um, onto the wing where maybe they do fit better long-term. So, you know, he's a guy you could look at. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I love the bring kit. I, I was unbelievably high in him as drafted that he was a first-round pick unquestioned. Um, I remember sitting – because he got drafted in Buffalo. I remember sitting there on day two specifically waiting to see when he would get drafted and then stormed out of the arena when Chicago picked him. But – um. I just don't think it makes sense for the Sabres right now, to be honest. Now, you mentioned a name there, Pierre-Luc Dubois, right, in Winnipeg. Um, And I'm wondering, like, for me, I watched the World Championships and watching him play in a line with Dylan Cousins and watching Mm -hmm. him sort of ignite Dylan Cousins as a goal scorer. I'm not going to lie, that made me feel things uh, inside of me. Um, I'm wondering, (laughs) you know, like, if if you're going to make a move – uh, to be better this year and go get a legit, you know, number one center in. There may not be a better option for the Sabres than Pierre-Luc Dubois. The question is, are you going to be willing to give up what it takes to get him? And, like, like to me, Chad, that's the guy that if the Sabres were to make a move and really want to make a splash, 
that does more than one thing. I think it, it, it forces Tage Thompson to bump to the center two position, which I think is probably – that puts you in a position where I think you're actually – your one-two down the middle is legitimate. But yeah. for me, that might be able to move Dylan Cousins into a scoring winger role, and I think I might really like that option for the Sabres moving forward. What are your thoughts about that as a, as a potential move for the Sabres moving into uh, this offseason? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, like I said, I think we're on the same page with how much we like Dubois in general and how much it makes sense. Uh, you know, you have to see how much of a contract he wants and that, that's part of it, and then also what, you know, the assets are to it. If Winnipeg wants two first-round picks, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, if it's a first-round pick and maybe, I don't know, is it, it Middlestad and some sort of combination, maybe Ryan Johnson or Portillo, because I don't know what they're going to do with Hellebuck and they kind of want that type of thing. And maybe you figure, maybe there is something there. Um, but if they're going to ask you for two first-round picks, then I don't know if I want to do that. I also don't know if the Sabres want to do that themselves either because, you know, I think they like Thompson, you know, in that I mean, top six center is fine. I, I just feel like, in a sense, they're committed to Cousins as a center. Hmm. Um, they seem to like Middlestat. I think the injury bought Middlestat one more season. I agree. I'm, per- I'm one of those people where I just – I always feel underwhelmed by Middlestat, but then he does things in the game, and I'm like – Okay, there it is, mm-hmm. but it's not consistent enough for me, and I, I, I feel like I need to make a decision there before we, you know, do this again another season. It's still not what we want, but you're like, eh, maybe. Like, I think like I'd rather make a decision now, you know, if it's be of a trade that way. But you know, it's I, I'm interested in the winger thing with Cousins. I just don't know if they're going to do it. Uh, I mean, Krebs is in there too. I mean, one of these guys, Middlesex, Cousins, Krebs, someone's got to be a winger. Right. I just don't know right now who they think is going to be the best winger. I mean, Krebs played a lot of wings from last year. And Cousins and Middlesat were your centers. Can that change over the summer? Absolutely, because, I mean, we saw Thompson go from a winger to a center. Yep. So who knows what Granado has in his head. But I'm intrigued by, even if you don't get Dubois, the idea of putting Cousins at wing and maybe seeing what you can get there. Agreed. I think uh, there's a lot of fun stuff on the on the horizon here, Chad. Tell the folks where they can find your work if they don't know already, and what you guys got coming down the pipeline as we get closer to uh, closer to the draft and obviously the start of the season. Yeah. So expectedbuffalo.com is where you can find us. Uh, myself, Anthony, Eddie, and uh, Ryan are the four writers we currently have. Um, we do Sabres and we do Bandits now too. By the way, game two Bandits tonight. So everybody. Check that out. Um, coming down the line, you know, we have still 10 more UFA profiles to get out, 16 more team. We're doing every single team. Uh, trade ideas, we have 16 more teams to go. So our goal is to get that done by the time the draft rolls around, which is a little under a month now, I think, away. So a lot of work there. And then on the podcast, the Expected Buffalo podcast, uh, we are doing our first uh, mock off season. Um, which is a big podcast episode for us to do every single year. So basically, uh, Anthony will play the role of Kevin Adams, and we'll go through a mock off season with trades, signings, and all that fun stuff to see what kind of team he can build. So a lot of fun stuff coming for sure. Awesome, buddy. Well, I appreciate you making time for me on your Saturday morning. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have a beer soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.